return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. We are grateful. We give you all the honor. We give you all the adoration. Tonight we commit our hearts to you, O Lord, even as we hear your word. It is our prayer that you speak to us in a special way. Equip us with your word. Prepare us, O God, for a great year, O Lord, even through your word. Use me as a vessel to bless your people tonight. At the end of the day, all glory and honor will be ascribed to your name. We thank you and bless you for an answered prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. God richly bless you all for coming. We thank God for our lives. Um, I acknowledge Pastor Dave and Pastor Jeannie, Pastor Randin, for the wonderful uh, opportunities they give to us to minister the word of God. And God richly bless you too for coming. It's cold outside, but you still came. And I believe that God will bless you. Amen. Amen. So today is our first midweek service for the year. And the message for the word, of the, message, the title for the message is Trust in God. Trust in God. So let's, let's open our, our Bibles to Genesis chapter 22. It's a very popular scripture, verse 1 to to 18. It's quite long, but we'll read and then see what God has for us tonight. After all this, God tested Abraham. God said, Abraham, yes, answered Abraham, I am listening. He said, take your dear son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I'll point out to you. Abraham got up early in the morning and saddled his donkey. He took two of his young servants and his son Isaac. He had split wood for the burnt offering. He set out for the place God had directed him. On the third day, he looked up and saw the place in the distance. Abraham told his two servants, stay here with the donkey. The boy and I are going over there to worship. Then we'll come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and gave it to Isaac, his son, to carry. He carried the flint and the knife. The two of them went off together. Isaac said to Abraham, his father, Father, yes, my son, we have, we have, we have flint and wood, but, with, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? Abraham said, Son, God will see to it that there is a sheep for the burnt offering. And they kept on walking together. He arrived at the place to which God had directed him. Abraham built an altar. He laid out the wood. Then he tied up Isaac and laid him on the wood. Abraham reached out and took the knife to kill his son. Just then an angel of God called him out of, the, out of heaven. Abraham, Abraham. Yes, I'm listening. Don't lay a hand on that boy. Don't touch him. Now I know how fearlessly you fear God. You didn't hesitate to place your son, your dear son, on the altar for me. Abraham looked up. He saw a ram caught by its horn in the ticket. Abraham took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. Abraham named the place God Yire, meaning God sees to it. Um, in other versions, it says God will provide. 
That's where we get the saying, on the mountain of God, he sees to it. The angel of God spoke from heaven a second time to Abraham. I swear, I swear God's sure word, because you have gone through, the, gone through with this and have not refused to give me your son, your dear, your dear, dear son, I'll bless you, oh, how I'll bless you, and I'll make sure that your children flourish like stars in the sky, like sand on the beaches, and your descendants will defeat their enemies. All nations on earth will find themselves blessed through your descendants, because you obeyed me. Amen. It's a very long um, scripture, but very powerful. And tonight, maybe God wants us to learn some lessons from this scripture. But we thank God for this year, you know. We are trusting him for a glorious year. We are trusting him for um, a joyous year, a year full of his favor. And I believe like, like Abraham embarked on a journey, you know, to, to fulfill what God had asked him to do. Every year is like a journey. Anytime we start the year, it is like a journey. A journey of months, a journey of weeks, a journey of days, a journey of, you know, hours and seconds. And... You know, people have plans, people have resolutions, people have targets they've set for themselves. I believe that nobody begins the year without having anything at heart and trusting God to achieve. So, it is, it is a year that, that everyone is looking forward to great things. And also, it is also an uncertain year because we just started. You know, we have plans, we have things we want to achieve, but we don't know the future. We don't know what lays ahead of us. We don't know how we'll be able to execute every plan. Every dream we are dreaming about this year. So it makes the year an uncertain year. And because of that, there are some people who are living in anxiety and fear. Because they have so much on the table to achieve, yet they don't know how it's going to be possible. There are, there are people who, because they do not trust and believe in God, they have left everything that will happen in the year to chance. So they just give up and say that, come hold me, it will happen. If it doesn't happen, I don't care. So they are living without any hope. And then there are some people who are also on the dark side who have covenanted with idols and covenanted with demons, you know, to seek protection and to seek, you know, covering for themselves and their families and their, and their businesses because they do not trust God. You know, so there are so many people who need questions to be answered in the course of the year. Yet, it looks uncertain. But for you and I, we have a hope. Hallelujah. We believers who have been called into the household of God, who are Christians, we are not hopeless and helpless like these people. For us, even though we don't know what lays ahead of us, we already know the plans of God concerning our lives from his word. So when you read Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, you know, the word of God is for sure. He says that he knows the plans he has for us, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So we can be rest assured that even though we have not yet, you know, ended the year, even though it is too early, you know, to know what is going to happen in the year, already there is victory assured for us through the word of God. Already we can believe and trust in the word of God that is indeed going to be a great and a good year for us. So I want you to be fully assured that God is on your side. It doesn't matter how... You know, how your plans look so heavy. It doesn't, look, it doesn't matter how, you know, from your own perspective, your capabilities and what you have might look not enough to attain that target you have set for yourself. 
But look at the bigness of our God. Hallelujah. Look at the word of God and its assurance is given to us that even though it's early to call, we still know that the end shall be glorious. Hallelujah. So, rest assured, God has great plans for us. He wants you to be healed this year. He wants you to, you know, prosper. He wants you to, you know, your marriage to blossom. He wants great things for you. He wants your family to walk in divine protection. He wants every dream and every plan you have to come to pass. These are the good plans of God concerning our lives in the year 2023. He does not want you to die prematurely, but he wants you to live to declare his goodness. That is the plan of God for us. So anything contrary to these good things is not from God. Anything that is negative is not from God. You know, because the Bible says that every good and every perfect gift comes from above. It comes from the Father of light. You know, who does not change like shifting shadows. So, so God gives us good things. The Bible says that the thief comes not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I have come to give life and give it abundantly. That is the plan of God for us as believers. So, so hold on to God's word. So if, if, if you are harboring any anxiety or harboring any fear, you know, not knowing how the year is going to be, you know, I just want you to know that from the perspective of God, it's going to be great and positive. So what about your perspective? Just align your perspective to the perspective of God, and it shall surely be a great year for us. Surely there shall be ups and downs. Surely there shall be difficult times. This is because the enemy will not stand there to see God's word fulfilled in your life. So he will fight you. But the bottom line is that it is only the counsel of God that shall stand at the end of the day. So let's trust God and let's hold on to the word of God. All that we can do is to trust in God. You can't do anything but to trust in God. So just trust in the word of God. So if, if you are listening to me and, and you want to join this wagon of, of, of people who have hope, this wagon of people who, has a glorious, who have a glorious future, who are not like people who are helpless, then accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. Join the fold and you shall see that indeed God will come true for you. Hallelujah. So, so God has great plans for us. Let us just be strong and have you know, trust in God. So when you look at Genesis chapter 22, verse, verse 1 to 8, in what we just read, it's one of the most popular, you know, scriptures in the Bible. And, and growing up, you know, I heard this story over and over and over and over again. And, and the reason why is that, you know, in the, in the Pentecostal and charismatic circles, this particular scripture is one of the major scriptures that are normally used for fundraisings and offerings, major offerings in church, you know, where where they would, you know, they would encourage us that give your best sacrifice to God, give your best offering to God, just like Abraham, you know, gave his best, his only son to God, and God blessed him and God multiplied him and all that. So growing up over the years, you know, it is used as teams for a lot of, you know, major fundraising. I don't know how it is in the U.S., but, you know, in Africa, most of the fundraisings, we have teams and we have scriptures, and normally, you know, we use this to encourage us to, you know, to give our best to God. But you see, growing up, I've come to understand that the import of this scripture, you know, transcends just monetary sacrifices. You know, this, this, this scripture, you know, encompasses everything that has to do with our total sacrifice and commitment to God. So it is telling us that no matter what we do, everything we do for God, let's give out, let's give out our best. You know, let's, let's offer our all, you know, to God. Apart from that, it, this is actually very spiritual because it, it foreshadows what, you know, eventually became the plan of God concerning man. 
you know, the ultimate and divine plan of God for man's salvation, where God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to come and die for you and I, so that you and I will be saved from sin and the grips of Satan. So this is like a foreshadow for, for what happened. But the bottom line for this scripture is, is it tells us about the blessedness of trusting in God. You know, the, the benefits of, of trusting God. You know, being obedient to God's word and trusting in him. And that, that is the import of, of, of this scripture. And I believe that this year, um, God has great plans for us, like I said. And there are, there are so many nuggets in this scripture you and I can apply to our lives that can assure us victory, like, you know, Abraham also, you know, obtained victory from God. So when you look at the scripture really carefully, one lesson I pick from this scripture is listening and obeying God. Listening and obeying God. So as we look forward to a great year, as we look forward to, you know, achieving the purposes and plans of God concerning our lives, one key thing we can learn from this scripture is that we should listen to God. And we should obey the voice of God. When you read the verse 1, can you take me to the verse 1? He said, after all this, God tested Abraham. God said, Abraham. And I like how he responds, yes, yes. You know, in, 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 the, in the Ghanaian palace, we say yes. You know, meaning we are waiting to res- uh, listen to what he has to say. Uh, answered Abraham. He said, I am listening. See, Abraham was, you know, eager to know what God wanted to tell him. He, he was ready to listen to what God had in store for him. And, and that is one thing we should, we, should, we should embrace this year, to be ready to listen to the voice of God, ready to listen to what God you know, has in store for us. And not just only to listen. Bible says after he listened and when God spoke, Bible said that he moved. He obeyed what God said. So one way we can really have a blessed year is to learn to listen to the voice of God. And we should also understand that each and every day God speaks to us. Each and every day when we wake up, when we, you know, go about our activities, God speaks to us in diverse ways. And it is up to us to tune our ears and our heart to be responsive to what he is saying. He's always giving us directives, he's always giving us directions concerning our daily problems we face. And, 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 and someone will say that, how can I hear the voice of God? I'm not a pastor. I, I hardly even pray. How can I listen? How can I hear the voice of God? You know, the word of God is actually enshrined in the Bible. So anytime we study the word of God, anytime we read scriptures, what we are actually doing is that we are listening to what God is saying for us. And, 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 and one thing I like about the word of God, which is the Bible, is that it is complete and authoritative. You know, it, there is nothing that has ever happened under the sun. There is nothing that is happening under the sun now. And there is nothing that can happen in the future under the sun that has not been enshrined in the scripture. You know, Bible cuts across every facet of life. There is no problem that does not have a solution in the Word of God. There is no challenge that doesn't have, you know, something about it in the Word of God. So God's Word speaks to us. And, and, and one way we can really be successful this year is to really be diligent to study the Word of God and know what God, you know, is telling us. When you read 2 Timothy 3.16, to 17. It is one of the scriptures I really memorized when I was in Sunday school. All scripture is God's breathed. And it's useful for teaching, for rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Bible cuts across every facet of life. You know? And the Bible says that we are God's workmanship. He has created us to do good works. 
So, so, so this year, there are so many good, work, good works for you and I to you know, do. There are so many wonderful things God wants to achieve through you and I. And one of the ways we can be able to you know, be equipped and strengthened to be able to do these good works, these wonderful works that will bring glory and honor to God, is to stay in his word, is to study his word, is to listen to his voice through the word of God. So I like it when every year, you know, we have, uh, Holy Life Tabernacle has this Bible study, you know, outline where it guides you each and every day, you know, to study the scripture. It's really, really important. As you study the word of God, God is unveiling his plans concerning your life. As you study the word of God, he's teaching you about how to succeed in life. And the word of God is really critical. So we should, we should, we should listen to the word of God. We should listen to the word of God. I know, I know people have... Um, you know, resolutions. And, and one of the resolutions a lot of people have is to take time to study books. So people have made it their plan to read a lot of books for personal development, read a lot of books that will give them ideas, you know, books of financial investments, books, books on how to succeed in life, you know, to build themselves up so that this year will be a great year. But I want to tell you that one book you should put on top of your book list is the Word of God. You can never go wrong with the Word of God. All these books that you are reading to acquire knowledge, to help you and all that, most of them pick their, you know, basis from the word of God. So why don't you go to the real source? And when you are full of the real source, you can also look at the other books. So the word of God should be a priority for us. And in every step of, 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 our, of our journey this, this year, in every, every situation in our lives, the word of God will give us solutions. So we should study the word of God. If you are sick there is a solution in the word of God. If you are in anxiety, there is a solution in the word of God. If you are going through crisis, you are going through pain, you are going through depression, what have you? God's word has a solution for you. Just be ready to study the word of God and then listen to what God's word says. In the book of Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, you know, we see this, this scripture is also very popular. It said, I keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So here, listen and obey. So he's just admonishing Joshua that one way he can be really successful, as he has taken the mantle of leading the Israelites, you know, to the promised land. You know, at the time when you read the earlier verses, Moses, Moses had died. God had appointed Joshua, and Moses, perhaps arguably the the the, the biggest prophet that the Israelites ever had, bringing them from captivity, doing all those wonderful miracles. His shoes were too big for, for, for Joshua, you know, to put his legs in. It was really a daunting and difficult task for Joshua. And at that point in time, he didn't know what to do. He didn't know how he could be successful as a leader of the Israelites. If Moses was not able to take them to the promised land, who am I, Joshua? When, when Moses is meeting God on the mountains, I'm hiding somewhere, you know, at the base. How can I be able to lead this group of people? This group of people who are rebellious. This group of people who always forget about the goodness of God in hard times and difficult times. Even Moses had to be frustrated and at a point, you know, cares them and said so many things against them. How more me, a young child, what can I do? And Bible said that God wanted to assure him, encourage him, you know, let him know that his reign shall be successful as a leader. And one of the ways you could be successful was to stick to the word of God, was to study the word of God, and also obey the word of God. And, and as he did that, you know, he was successful. Bible says that when, when, when they got to the river Jordan, 
Bible says emphatically that that miracle that happened in Jordan, the Bible said that from that time, the people of Israel feared Joshua and revered Joshua just as they revered Moses. So I asked myself, between that time and the, and, the, and the Jordan miracle, the people of Israel were still having doubts about the capabilities of Joshua. They didn't really have anything to hold on to say that this guy can do better than our master Moses. But because he stuck to the word of God, obeyed the directives of the word of God, stuck himself to the word of God, the law, Bible said that he was successful. So one way is to listen, obey the word of God, and move with the word of God. And, and I believe that this year shall be a blessed year for us. And, 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 and as we study the word of God, he arms us, he equips us, he gives us the strength to overcome you know, the plans and the, and, the, and, the, and the walls of the enemy. Because when you know the word of God, you cannot be defeated by mere words. When you know the word of God, you do not fear what the enemy does. When the enemy is speaking curses, you have the word of God abundant in you and you can reverse it to blessings because you see what God actually says. So we, we need to really study the word of God because it arms us. It is, it is a weapon for our, our warfare. Apart from listening to the word of God or like the scripture, one thing we should also understand that is that anytime we pray, God speaks. Anytime we talk to God, you know, he speaks in return. Most often, you know, people feel like they have spoken to God and they have not heard anything. It's just because we do not wait. You know, we, we have to be still, we have to be silent and wait on God. Most often, we, we, prayer is supposed to be a communication with God. But a lot of people have turned into monologue. So we go and then we rant and we talk about everything we need. You know, my leg, my child, my what, my that. You know, we, we pour everything in us to God. And when we finish in Jesus' name, amen, we just walk out. Yeah. And, and, and because of that, sometimes we don't hear God speak back to us. Yeah. But it's supposed to be a communication, you know. You speak to him, he speaks back to you. So, so, so this year we have to really wait in his presence. And that is one of the ways we can really listen to God. We should not be, you know, be in, a, in haste to leave his presence when we, when, we, when we pray. When we pray to him, let's, let's make room. Let's be attentive to his voice. And I know that he will give us solutions to the prayers we pray to him. So, so, so let, us, let us open up and wait on God. You know, in Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3, Bible says that, ask me and I will tell you things that you do not know and can't find out. So as you ask God, as you speak to God, he also what, tells you something. He speaks back to you, you know, and he tells you mysteries. You know, you know what, what, what is hidden from the doctors concerning your health. God can, can tell you. You can't find it out from anywhere. This is right from the authentic source, from God. So let's, let's listen and let's wait. Let's wait in his, in, in his presence. Bible said that them that wait upon their Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So there is more blessings in waiting. When we listen, God blesses us. You know, God blesses us. So this year, you know, one lesson I learned from Abraham's success story in this scripture is that he listened and obeyed. So, so, so as you talk to God concerning matters for the year, as you pray to God, you know, lifting your supplications and your requests to him, take your time and wait in his presence and listen to what he has in store for you. Bible says that we should commit our ways unto the Lord and it is he who shall establish our plans. So no matter the plans you have for the year, it is not bigger than the plan of God concerning you. It is, it is, it is, it is the will of God to fulfill these plans. 
So let's listen. Let's listen. And then the second lesson I learned from this scripture comes from the verse 3. It talks about preparation and planning. So the verse 3 of um, Genesis chapter 22. So, so Abraham got up early in the morning. After listening to the word of God, he, he, he got up early in the morning and saddled his donkey. So he prepared for the journey. You know, he took two of his young servants and his son, Isaac. He had split wood for the burnt offering. He set out for the place that God had directed him. He carried the flint and the knife. And the two, the two of them went off together. So here we see him listening to the voice of God. And, and in the course of obeying, he prepares for what God wants him to do. He, he saddles his donkey. You know, he, he, he carries a flint. He carries a knife. All that he could do humanly possible to achieve what God wanted him to do, he put them in place. So, so, so this year, as we trust God, you know, let's also prepare and plan. You know, let us put things in place. What we can do humanly possible and on our part, let's do it so that God can also meet us halfway and fulfill his plans and purposes for our lives. So, so he prepared and he planned for the task ahead. He put in effort, you know, to achieve what God had, you know, put, put ahead of him. And most people set big dreams. Most people set big targets year in, year out. You know, I want to buy a car. I want to, you know, I want to do that. I want to do that. But do not put things in place. Do not prepare. Do not plan, you know, for the achievement of those dreams. And the and, and Bible says that it's actually not scripture, but it's, it's a saying that says that if you, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So, so, so this year, we are trusting God. We are, we, are, we are looking forward to great things. On our part, we also plan, you know, and get ready for the move of God. And, and if, if, if I'm a student, so a student who wants to really excel, a student who wants to really pass his exams, should prepare. You know, you don't want to skip classes. You want to go to classes and you want to also study hard so that you can excel in the exams. You know, if, you, if your aim for this year is to build a closer relationship with God, then you have to also cut down on, on time spent on social media and make more time to study the word of God. Make more time to pray. That is how you can build a closer relationship with God. If you want to really walk in divine health, it is something that God has given to us as his children. The Bible says that you know, healing is the bread of God's children. And, 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 and he has made divine health abundant to all of us. We just have to tap into the word of God. God will definitely give it to us. But on your part, you should also eat healthy. You know, on your part, you should, you should make time for exercise. On your, on your part, you should, you should cut down on junk food, you know. Just position yourself for the move of God. Yeah. So preparation and planning is also very, very important, you know. You want, you want a promotion, you know, this year. You want God to promote you in your workplace. You, you, you have to develop your skill set. You know, you have, to, you have to have, you know, good human rapport, you know, good human relationship because you're going to be promoted as a leader. You're going to deal with so many people. Build your relationship with people. You know, put yourself in that, build, you know, have a good, have good work ethics so that when the move of God comes, it's going to be glorious. So, so God has plans for us, but we should not leave things to chances. What we can do, you know, on our part as, as, as humans, we do it. And then God will also meet us at the, at the point of need. You know, when Abraham trusted in the providence of God, 
irrespective of everything. He trusted in the providence of God. And what that makes me say that is in Genesis chapter 22, verse 7, the 7 and 8. You know, when, when they left, he left the servants, and then they were moving to the mountain. Isaac, Isaac asked him a question. He said, Isaac said to Abraham, his father, Father, he said, yes, my son, we have flint and wood, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? Abraham said, son, God will see to it that there is sheep for the burnt offering. And they kept on walking together. So you could see that he was actually trusting in God. He, he knew that God would come through for him. And even though he knew that God would come through for him, he still put what he could do, you know, gather the things he could gather, humanly possible. Get the flint, get the, get the wood, you know. And even his son, you know, got everything ready for the move of God. So we can trust God and still position ourselves very well. So let's, 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 let's do that this year. God will bless us for that. You know, when we prepare or when you plan or when you work towards achieving a dream or a plan that God has given you, it does not take away God's shine. It does not take away the glory of God. It, it does not mean that you don't trust God. It does not negate, you know, God from the success equation. All that is happening is that you are actually creating a fertile ground for the miraculous move of God. So, 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 it is not for you to trust in your abilities. Trust in God and position yourself for his move. It is really, really important this year. And, and I believe that God will bless us. When you read um, Proverbs chapter 21, verse 31, the Bible says that the horse is prepared or the horse is made ready for the day of battle. Other versions say that the horse is prepared for the day of battle. But victory rests with the Lord. So eventually it is the trust in God that can bring us to where God wants us to be. But then the horse still has to be prepared so that God will bring the victory. So, so let's, let's, let's position ourselves well for, for the blessings, you know, for the blessings of God. God knows our strength. He knows our weaknesses. Because he formed us, you know, and he is the source of our strength. David said that the Lord is my strength and my salvation. He knows what you can do, and he knows what you cannot do. You know, and, and, and in our partnership with him, he, he, he looks at what we are offering. So that he can also pull through in our weakness. So he knows that, he knows that, oh, as for this, he knows that, you know, you want to, you want, you want to live a life of financial independence. And he knows that, oh, he has given you the strength to wake up in, in, in early in the morning and work. You know, he has given, he knows that he has given the ability to save. So he wants you to do that so that he can fulfill his plan for your life. You know, you, 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 you have said to yourself that this year I'm going to evangelize. This year I'm going to reach out to so many people for God. Make a move so that God will also work through you. You know, prepare yourself for that. So he, he, he knows our weaknesses. He, and he expects them our maximum best so that his grace can be sufficient for us and his strength will be made perfect in our weakness. So Abraham gave what he could. He gave what he could and he trusted God to pull through for him. I like what Hebrews chapter 11 verse 17 to 19 says. He says that by faith, when God tested, God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice, he, he, he who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is true Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so in a manner of speaking, he did 
he did receive Isaac back from the dead. Hallelujah. It's, you know, he, 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 in, the, in the Old Testament, it looks as if his, his hope was that God will, God will give him a sheep for the sacrifice. But in reality, he was trusting God that even if God you know, kills his son through the sacrifice, God was able to you know, raise up his son. You know, and this reflects what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. So, so, so he had you know, an endearing trust in God. And, and that is what God wants me to share with you, that let us trust him more. You know, it doesn't matter how you know, your plan looks so huge. The bottom line is trust God. You know, and, 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 and listen and obey his voice. And then also, you know, position yourself for his move. You know, you know, it's like you want a visa to come to the United States and you don't even have a passport. How can, how can it be? <laughs> you know, how can that be? You know, you need to get a passport and you have faith and then position yourself for the move of God. So God, God, God is not, is not looking, looking for us to, you know, struggle, you know, try to do everything we can, you know, to get it because the battle is a lot. But he knows the strength he has given to you. He just says that take a step of faith, you know, and he's going to pull through for you. So today's word is, is, is a simple word of God that it is a great year. It's full of great blessings for us. His plans for us are still sure, are still good plans, plans to prosper us, plans to give us a future and a hope. And all that he needs from us is just trust him, obey his voice, and position ourselves for his move. And I believe that his word will be fulfilled in our lives. And we, we shall live a glorious life. This year we will share so many testimonies to his glory. Because his word is ever true. May the Lord bless us tonight for his word. And, and may he cause his word to be fulfilled in our lives. God willing, the next time I will share another lesson I learned from this scripture. It's a lot, a lot of lessons. May the Lord bless us for his word. In Jesus' name. Amen. God richly bless you so much. Shall we bow down our heads for a word of prayer? We give you praise and thank you, Lord. We honor you and bless you for your word. We thank you for the assurance of hope you have given to us. That irrespective of everything that will happen in the course of the year, it is only your counsel for our lives that will stand. And what is your counsel for our lives? Your counsel is good health. Your counsel is you know, great plans. Your, your counsel is to prosper us. Your, your counsel is to give us life and life abundance. Your counsel is to cause us to walk in your blessings. And we thank you for that. It is our prayer that you help us through your word to, to be diligent in your word, to be, to be people of, of your word, to study your word, to be attentive to your voice. Help us to hear you when you speak and help us to also position ourselves for your move. It is our prayer that you, you lift off every burden this year. It is our prayer that you heal every sickness this year. It is our prayer that you fulfill every prayer request this year. It is our prayer that you give us a glorious and a blessed year. We will say that indeed you promised and you have fulfilled it. And at the end of the day, we are going to give you all the glory and all the praise and all the honor. We thank you for your visitation tonight and we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. 
Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.